You are listening to the Fully Deconverted Podcast. Disenfranchising dogma for the greater good. Find out more by visiting FullyDeconverted.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter. And now, on with the show. What's up everybody, our El Abinu here. And today we're talking about the myth that homosexuals go to hell. This is kind of a two-tiered conversation and if you really want to split hairs on this we'll call it a three-haired three-tiered splitting oh my you know what i'm talking about splitting hairs and three tiers okay <laughs> okay i want to start off right off by just saying there is no aramaic word for homosexuality okay i don't know what that does for you but i just want to put that on the table I don't honestly think it does much for the argument, but just in case somebody is thinking that the Old Testament explicitly condemns homosexuality, you might want to loosen your position just a little bit. Now, I don't think we're out of the woods on the issue just by my saying that. Um, There's six verses that are typically used for the homosexual bashing. I'm just going to name them off. Genesis 19.5, Leviticus 18.22, Leviticus 20.13, Romans 1.26 and 27, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, 1 Timothy 1, 9 through 10. Now, I've heard great arguments that what those verses are talking about are not homosexuality outright. Homosexuality is just an element in what the argument suggests is a higher higher element being discussed. And homosexuality just happens to be a, a part in that. But it's not the focus. Now I've heard those arguments. I've heard arguments on the other side, too. Also, when I read through these, I find myself right in the middle. (laughs) Like, I can see how the arguments go both ways, especially with some of those references. So, I'm torn. If I was a believer, I would remain torn. I I might one day pick up, um, you know, my sign and go march in a picket line against homosexuality. Might be another time in my life where I decide that You know what? The LGBT community is okay. What's all the fuss about? Which tends to be a position that we take later in our lives. We tend to be very divisive early in our ideologies. And then as our ideologies develop, this is just uh, development psychology here, not that I'm an expert, but as we develop those ideologies, we tend to become we tend to become more inclusive. All right, who cares about the six verses? Okay, um, let's let's move on to the claim that marriage is for a man and the woman. Billy Graham's son Franklin uh, said, and I'm just gonna call it an inaccurate statement that the one who created marriage defined it as between a man and a woman. How many times have we heard this? 
Let me let me just pull out the stops here. For if, if we're talking about marriage in the Bible, uh, one it can between be between a man and a woman. We can reference Genesis two twenty four, or two can be a man and a brother's widow. Genesis uh, thirty eight six through ten. Three, it can be between a man plus a wife plus concubines, and um, you know, look at look at Abraham, look at Gideon, look at Nahor, look at Jacob, look at Manasseh, Solomon. You know, uh, go on with that. Four can between marriage can be between a rapist and his victim. Deuteronomy twenty two. It can be between, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to name them, I'm just going to name the rest on the list. I'm not going to number them anymore. A man plus a woman plus a woman's property. So if a man marries a woman and that woman owns a slave, that female slave is, is now the man's sexual property as well. By the way, the patriarchal culture of the Old Testament was not that marriage was between two equal partners, okay? Somebody please make an argument against that because I would love to see how it's made. When you entered into a marriage in Old Testament times, the woman, the wife, was closer to property than she was what we think of marriage today. All right, I'm just going to throw that out there. Let's continue about what biblical marriage is. A male soldier plus his prisoner of war. Check out Numbers 31, Deuteronomy 21. How about a man plus a woman plus a woman plus a woman? That's right. We're talking polygamy. Um, look at Lamech, Esau, Jacob, Asher, also Gideon, David, Solomon, Rehoboam. Yeah, list goes on. What about a male slave plus a female slave? Exodus 21. Okay, so marriage is not just between a man and a woman. It's not that simple. That's not the picture that the Bible really paints. And if that's what you think it paints, that's because you haven't read about it. You've only heard somebody reference, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Come on, people. Come come on. Look at your own literature. But beyond all of that, beyond those six references that are the gay bashing references, and beyond what authoritative figures alleged, uh, like famous persons like the son of Billy Graham, who says the one who created marriage defined it as between a man and a woman. No, God didn't define that. Um, in fact, if you want to really get my opinion on it, there's nothing suggested God did anything at all. I want to make a point very clear. The Bible is not true because the Bible says it's true. That can't be our standard. And two, if you condemn homosexuality, then you also, in the same breath, have to look at everybody else that's a fornicator, idolater, adulterer, 
male prostitutes, sodomites, thieves, the greedy drunkards, revilers, and robbers, because none of those will inherit the kingdom of God. Those are not my words. But if you're a devout Christian, you should know whose words those are. Because those persons all equally burn in hell, which is most of humanity, or all of humanity, if you're one of those uh, persons who think all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So tell me why, oh why, will we single out homosexuality? Uh, probably the last thing I want to touch on is that the only thing holding up false teachers and pseudo-authorities are those who support them. And yes, I'm talking to you, LGBT community. Because there are LGBT communities existing in Christian churches today, I know a few of them personally, who will support the Christian message, yes, the Christian message, that homosexuality is an abomination. It is sinful. Okay. It doesn't matter what the Bible ever meant at any time except for now. And if you are in a place or supporting a creed that dehumanized you or others based on the sexual label they brand you by, then you're part of the problem. If you think you're in that progressive church, but they are not out themselves as being inclusive or supportive, then you're part of the problem. Even if you are LGBT, and you know that, right? You're part of the problem. In any case, um, you need to get out of the church or say thank you to them when they mock your or sexual orientation or dehumanize you because of your sexual identity. Yeah, that's it. Hey, leave your comments down below in the digital space. I want to hear your thoughts on this. I want to hear the arguments on both sides. But you know where I stand. And on this issue, I think we... <laughs> I was about to say we can agree, but we clearly can't. On this issue... I'd simply just burn the Bible. Thanks. I'll see you out there.